Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Really appreciate you joining us today for what I guess qualifies as a double episode. Make sure to check out all of our companion content. You can find it at fivereasonsports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, reasonsports.com, where we've got stories and columns and videos from our YouTube channel and also all of the other podcasts in our network, including three yards per carry, which is going strong up through the NFL draft and what the Dolphins are going to do at quarterback and much, much more. Also, check out our new sponsors. We've been really, really encouraged by the way the community has come out and supported us. Uh, we are a South Florida-based operation, and so we've been bringing in South Florida businesses, a lot of them new businesses, and one of them is really appropriate for today's time. So make sure that you listen to this. It's called Making America Clean Again, M-A-C-A, and it's a Division of Greenview Construction. And what do they do? Well, they hold certificates in bacterial, viral, fungi, mold, cleaning, treatments. That's right. They handle residential and commercial projects. So whether it's a home or a business, they can come out and help you. And basically what they do is they do professional cleaning, sanitizing, disinfecting, and sterilization for a wide range of those projects. It can be overnight, it can be permanent, and you can find them at macainc.net. That's M-A-C-A, Inc. Net or 855-561-6653. Now, why do you want this? Because after this scourge is gone, after the coronavirus crisis has passed, and that'll happen eventually, and businesses start going back to work, people are going to be much, much more discriminant in terms of where they go. They want to make sure that they're going to a place that is clean, that is sanitized. If you can put that certificate up, that's going to help quite a bit. So again, reach out, macainc.net, M-A-C-A-I-N-C.net, or 855-561-6653. And now today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sydney, aka Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Again, I'm Ethan Skolnick. We've got a full crew here tonight, but before we get to it, I want to explain what we've been doing. This is episode five of a five-part series. We've been looking for things to fill the coronavirus break, and we found this, and it does seem like people have been into it. The first episode was myself and Greg Sylvander. You know him as Lefty Leif. He's kind of the old head of the Miami Heat Beat guys, and we went through and chose the 29, in our view, most impactful players in Miami Heat history based on their careers here. So Gary Payton made the list, but not based on what he did in Seattle or Milwaukee or Boston, but what he did here. Same for Ray Allen, same for Shaquille O'Neal, etc. Then once we did that, we put to a poll four players that Leif and I could not decide upon. Josh Richardson won that Twitter poll and became the 30th player. Then we had an episode, myself, Alphonse Sidney, and Alex Toledo, who are here tonight, 
basically breaking down who we were going to pick. The next episode, we picked the starters. Alf got trounced. And then in the next episode, we picked the reserves and Alex got trounced. So now this is episode five. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. putting your finger on the scale, <laughs> no, man. right? Come on. <laughs> now this is episode Not five. to mention, you, you talked about Gary Payton's career in Milwaukee and Boston, which I don't remember that. Seattle. Um, I mentioned Seattle, too. Seattle. He was in Seattle. You said Milwaukee and Bo- for Gary Payton? He was Payton? also in he was in Milwaukee and Boston. He was traded for Ray Allen. I mean, he, he played in all three of those places. Forget the Lakers. For, a lot of people forgot the Lakers. All right, <laughs> but we have brought in now, we've gone to the opposite coast. We've brought in uh, the choices here. You know, it's funny. After I chose Sedano for this, I had a conversation with Eric Reed, and I'm thinking, wow, he would have been good for this too. After all, he, he was oh. there for every single one of these players. But I asked Eric, and Eric said, George will be a fine replacement. And I agree with that. So, George. We appreciate you joining us. You are going to pick the best team out of the three of us. Um, and, of course, it's going to be mine. Thanks for being here. <laughs> good to be here, too. By the way, Gary Payton uh, was pretty good in Milwaukee, even though he was only there for, like, 28 games or something like that. Correct. And he was traded. Did you guys You guys know that, right? He was traded for Ray Allen, the two of them. Of course no, but that. Yeah, but, the, the, I mean, when you talk about Ray Allen – not me, I'm sorry. Now I'm, I'm doing what you're doing. When you talk about Gary Payton, it's – Seattle, and then that's it, and I, Miami, I, I, and then I, I and maybe a little. Bit yeah, later. no, no, he definitely was not. He wasn't like Gary Payton in Milwaukee. He was fine in Milwaukee. Um, he was not great with the Lakers. He was just okay, um, and then he was not great with Boston before he got to Miami too. So right, and then with, and then with Miami, he was not great either, except for the one shot that everybody remembers. But he's he had, gonna be he great on my moments, team. He had big moments, and Pat trusted him. That that's the reality. Exactly, and that's all and that matters at that say. And him and Dwayne got along famously. Well, they did. Oh, my God. So I was there. Like, can I do <laughs> this real too. quick? Yes. Can, can, that's, we got all the time in the world. There's a virus. So, so I'll never forget um, the Chicago series uh, where him and, and Dwayne got into the argument. And I remember the year after they won the title, because everybody remembers the one – Ethan, you and Michael Wallace and I were seated very close to each other during mm-hmm. that one where mm-hmm. him and Dwayne got into it in the year the year they won. Right, um, at the United Center. Right, game right, four. at the United Center, right, game four. And For they sure. were yelling at each other, and, you know, Twan was the one clapping, like telling them, to, come on, <laughs> stop that, stop that. And, Twan, uh, and peacemaker. Zoe, yeah, Zoe was calming people down. And just Shaq was just like, whatever. Um, but the, the next year was the actual best year in the sense of the way Gary reacted. <laughs> Because they had, remember, they got swept by Chicago the next yes. year. So I don't think you were seated next to me and Wallace that year. No. But me no. and Michael Wallace were seated right next to each other, right behind the basket at the United Center. That's when uh, there's still some arenas where, you, you, as media, you can sit behind the basket, but not many of them. Uh, Philly is one of them, interestingly enough. But Chicago was one at that time. And we were seated right by the heat bench uh, behind the basket. And they're getting wiped off the floor in Chicago and Gary and Dwayne, I think got into it again, if I recall correctly. And Shaq is trying to tell Gary to chill the bleep out or whatever. And Gary looks at him. He's like, man, bleep that. I already got my ring. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the end of the 2007 heat. (laughs) I mean, that was the 2007 heat. Basically. I mean, that was the whole team. I mean, we've told the story before, but, I mean, the locker room in Were Dallas. Were they a four seed or a five seed? In, in, they were four seed 
and uh, they were four seed. They were the they were the home team. I felt like they were lucky. To, I remember that year. No, I no, 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 no. You maybe like they were bad. They were no. bad that year, man. You know what? I think they were five seed because I remember Pat clapping them off the floor at home in Game Four. So actually, oh, yeah, I think, ironically, very, I, very I, sarcastically, yes, very like sarcastically, because I, I wrote a column. I remember when they were down three zero, saying this team needs to show some fucking pride. And then they showed none. Luol Deng uh, just swept them completely off the floor. George and I always talk about this because I ended up being right about that team, but not until they won a championship. So I don't get get to count that one. Uh, But I I, I hated the mix, as George knows. I I hated the mix. I hated the trades. and and they ended up working that team out. showed yeah. that team became the team they were supposed to be the second year. Right, that first but, year they right. somehow pulled it together. Ethan, Ethan pulled a like Jimmy Johnson used to say uh, a six inch headline kind of headline where he's like, "This team will never work," and uh, <laughs> it, it worked. Uh, like to well, Pat chagrin. called me out about it. Pat, I remember yeah. when we were sitting there. I, I like this memory lane stuff before we get to uh, Alf and Alex's terrible teams. Um, I, I remember sitting in the front row at, at, uh, in, the, in the interview room after they beat Detroit, after Jay Will had the incredible game seven. And after they beat Detroit to get to the finals, and I just oh no, it was a game six. Oh, game six. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Six. Jay Will had a great game six. And I remember Pat, Pat looking down at me <laughs> and saying, "Hmm, we got there." And so I, that's how I knew he'd read the column uh, from well, like seven Pat, months earlier. <laughs> that, that's when Pat was still spicy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. like he, he's had some moments since, since then, you know, as, uh, as the non-coach. Uh, I mean, you talked about him clapping them off the court. Um, you know, that was also the year that he kicked the door in Chicago during yes. the regular season and busted yeah. his hip. Um, so, um, yeah, like those – you know, Dave Hyde always says this, and, and I think Ethan, you and I agree, and, you know, Alf, you know, you, you got to see it, like, through the cameras. Like, we were there for some of this stuff, and, you know, Alex, I think you were, like, 12, uh, or maybe younger, to be honest with you, and I'm younger. not saying that in a demeaning way. I feel like it's awesome that you got to see that as a kid, because when I was a kid, the heat stunk, um, but it, <laughs> it, it was really one of those things where having Pat around, and, and not to take away from Spo, because I think Spo, interestingly enough, over the last several years has really grown into his personality and gives zero bleeps. Um, yeah, he doesn't care anymore. Be- because he's got the pedigree now. Everyone knows yeah. he's a great coach. He's got championships. And, like, he's still super competitive, but he can say things that he maybe couldn't say early on in his career because he's got skin in the game now. But Pat, I mean, back then, by the time he got into Miami, I mean, he had already lived two lifetimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the fact that we got to see Pat in the in – the, the, the fashion that we got to see him, um, even for me, which let's face it, I didn't start covering that team every day until Dwayne was drafted. Um, I was there periodically before then, um, but not every day. And, and just having Pat around in any capacity for me was fantastic, which that year provided because Stan was done so early in that season. Um, it just was a real treat. And just not having Pat around as much or speak as much for a long stretch of time um, I felt like without taking a shot at Spo again, cause Spo was so young, kind of hurt, like from a media perspective where we just didn't have this person, this sage, right. That we could go to that was always willing to give you a good quote and a good line about someone or something. Well, I mean, you can remember, I mean, because, and the reason this is relevant is because Alex, Alex and I, you know, we talked about this in the last episode, Pat basically coached everybody on Alex's team, except, well, he didn't coach Hassan, but he signed Hassan. 
but except the knuckleheads, yeah, the knuckleheads, right? And Grant Long, he didn't, but but the reality is, Pat has his finger on pretty much every player we're talking about here. And yeah, I mean, if you go back to them getting swept out of the Charlotte series and him starting off with, uh, well, not was it Charlotte? Yeah, it was Charlotte, right? Charlotte North. Yeah, you got you. You were right on. So you were right about the 2016 in 2007, Mm -hmm. which didn't really count. You were also right about Mash a year late too. I was right about Mashy year late. Exactly. I was. Uh, and, 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 and then, and then when, when Mash swept them out of that first round for him and Ricky Davis and Eddie Robinson of all people. Oh my God. Eddie and, and, Robinson. Eddie you Robinson. That? Oh my of God. That was a thing. Eddie Robinson. And then Pat afterwards was, I'm, I'm ashamed and embarrassed. Uh, that was, that was how he started. Alex, this is conference. the Mashburn. Alex, this is the, this is the Mashburn you're counting on guarding LeBron, by the way. So no, no, but the, no, but the no, Mashburn. The Charlotte one was Charlotte fantastic. Mashburn, you'd won. That, the, that is not my No, opinion. no, I'm talking about the one that, uh, the, the one that was on the heat. So. No, he was – look, here's the thing with that. And I know Ethan has a way of telling this story that doesn't always really equate to what it was really like. Oh, okay. um, and by the way, I think it's kind of interesting that we're also – um, recording this pod while games six and seven are airing on ESPN tonight from the 2013 series against the Spurs. Um, but like, e- e- look, Mash made the wrong decision. I know Ethan will go die on this hill that he made the right decision passing the spoon. But if you watch that play over again, Jamal Mashburn in that, in that play or on that play had an open look right from the free throw line extended. And he should have taken the shot right there, but the problem was he hesitated and then threw it to Spoon, and Spoon was like, what? Like, what is this? Like, like well, how is this in my hands? And that but, was the problem, is that he wasn't But the whole thing about it, George, was there was a, there's a narrative issue with MASH, okay? There and was. So, so, so this, this fit a narrative that MASH was not big in those moments. The similar narrative applied to Eddie Jones. Uh, similar well, narrative it, it applied, applied to more. some other players. But, but that's the thing. It fit the narrative. But it, right, but then they would do things that fit the particular narrative, and that became an issue. All right, so let's we're going to tell more stories right, as we go let, forward yeah, as we talk to the players. Let's but let, 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 let's go through some of the players, and then after some of the breaks, uh, we'll start to break this down. All right, so, George, you've had the chance to review our lineups. I, let, mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to give them out to the public right now, and we're doing this a, a few different ways, okay? So I will start, and then you guys follow on this. This is who I'm starting. And if you listen to the previous episode, thanks to Alfredo Arteaga from Three Arts Per Carry, who gave us all that YouTube sound. We're not going uh, to do that on this one, but I'll give you a general idea here. All right, my starting lineup at guard, Goran Dragic and Eddie Jones. At forward, Glenn Rice and starting at the four, LeBron James. And at center, Bam Adebayo. And when we've talked about before, we're doing it based on today's style of play. Okay, so that's when we evaluate these teams. It's more about today's style of play. My okay, reserves. so that was going to be my first question because yes. I heard you guys arguing about this on your last pod that I listened to from Tuesday yes. where, um, you know, and I think Alex had a good point, which is you guys were talking about Lamar Odom. And, yes, you're taking Lamar Odom's heat tenure, and that's how you, why you were drafting him. But you're also supposed to project – my understanding from the previous pods was you were supposed to project also what he would be like moving forward, which, mm-hmm. yes, if he took more volume at 30%, he would probably stink from three. But it doesn't mean that every year, if you were projecting, uh, he would be a 30% three-point shooter. And no. Because so, no, he wasn't that. No, he wasn't. But, no, but I think uh, what, what I think we want to do here is it's based on their production and efficiency while they were with the Heat. But 
you can extrapolate it and say, okay, if you took what they did then and you put that in more in today's style, what would they do? And that's why I made the point when we were talking about Odom in particular, that yes, he would probably shoot more threes, but let's keep him at the percentages that he was with in Miami. So it, it doesn't mean there he'd couldn't be have been James, some improvement. Be James Johnson. Probably. Oh, All right. So, 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 <laughs> I mean, he's on. way better than James Johnson. I from three, it. though. I'm, I'm talking about from, from three. three. From three. From I three. even think he's a better, he's a, just a, a better, like, technical shooter. Like, his form is way better than James yep. Johnson's. I mean, right. But he is what he is when he was here. Numbers don't lie. That's that was all right. So let's let's get through all these so that people Al, don't lose I got lose plenty of them. issues with your squad. We'll get to that. So. We'll get to that. All right. So here are the starters again. And now we're going to go through all these, and then we're going to go right to these guys. All right. Dragic and Eddie at the guards. Rice and LeBron at forward. Bam at the center. My sixth man is Antoine Walker. My backup guards are Peyton and Marley. Posey is my backup swing. P.J. Brown and Birdman are my backup four fives. My coach is Stan Van Gundy, the master of panic, um, but also a creative offensive mind and uh, a friend of the program here. Alex, your team, yeah, he's who gonna, are your he's starters? He's going to get LeBron to play the four full-time, by the way. He is. All right, Alex, go <laughs> ahead. Let's get through the damn teams, please. Alex, so I've got Hart, I've got the best backcourt you can come up with, Hardaway and Wade. You know, I've got Mashburn and Shane Battier, I think, are going to be the two starters. I'm, I'm still thinking about that, but then I've got, you know, MVP level Shaq as my starting big man there. Since Alf wanted to go ahead and take Bosch and Zoe over Shaq, I'm like, I will, I will gladly take him. And then I've got Pat Riley coaching a bunch of guys he's coached before. Your sixth man? I think it's going to be Lamar Odom. I think that's what I'm going to do. And the rest of your reserves, backup backcourt? So I've got in the backup backcourt, I've got Dion Waiters and Josh Richardson. Another, Alf, another let him backcourt. finish, please. Another great backcourt, if I might add. But uh, I've also got Karan Butler. I've got Lamar Odom coming off the bench. And I've got Hassan. And then I've got Grant Long with my 11th man. Pat Riley is coaching. Alf, starting backcourt? Starting backcourt is Jason Williams, who is a uh, the starting point guard for the first ever Miami Heat championship team. We don't need the and editorializing. Just give the, us your damn starting backcourt. Everyone else got a little bit. And Steve Smith, who uh, his peak year was 17-5-5. Five five. I just want everyone to remember that. Uh, Steve Smith was very good. Jimmy Butler at the three. And Jimmy Butler is a top eight player in the NBA this year. Then we have Chris Bosh at the four, who peaked Chris Bosh. Everyone knows. Uh, defensive monster, offensive wizard. And we have MVP level uh, Alonzo Mourning. I, I think everyone forgets about that. He was second in MVP, MVP voting, just like Shaq was. But at the same time, he was also Defensive Player of the Year twice. So, yeah, we can talk about how Shaq was robbed of an MVP, but Zoe was Defensive Player of the Year twice during his peak with the Miami Heat, and he is my starting center. I'm and six, a sandwich. Who's your sixth man? And sixth man is Ray Allen, who hit the biggest shot in Heat history. And then we have uh, uh, Mario Chalmers, who we all know, was clutch as F when he was at his peak. Udonis Haslam, who was the starting power forward on a championship team. We also have Ronnie Sykley, uh, second greatest rebounder in Miami Heat history. We have Brian Grant, and who else? Oh, and then we have Duncan Robinson, who is the greatest three-point shooter in Miami Heat history. And the coach so the, is Eric Spolstra. And the coach is Eric Spolstra, who has won the most championships in Miami, in Miami Heat history. So I think when you count rings, 
Miami Heat rings. I think I got the most on my team. I, we got to go back and look. All right, well, we can total that up. But one more thing before we get to George. All right, so one of the things we, one of the thing we discussed was closing lineups, okay? So here's what we came up with for closing lineups. When we close, my team closes, I am most likely going to replace Eddie Jones and Goran Dragic with James Posey and Dan Marley which means LeBron's going to run point late in games with three shooters and Bam Adebayo. And that's mostly because we don't really trust And only one ring. Only one ring. That, that's nice. Alex, what is your closing lineup? Is, gonna be, is Shane going to stay in your closing lineup? Is that, that the plan? Yeah, so I think I'm, I'm going to end up keeping Shane there just because, you know, if I had to guard LeBron, I want somebody who I can depend on. And, again, I'm not going to depend on one guy to guard LeBron. I just wanted to have as many, you know, big wing bodies – as you can there, which by the way, Alf has none of outside of Jimmy Butler. <laughs> but uh, he's gonna be closing though, so we'll be fine. But um, but yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be the same and as Steve the Smith is a is a tiny little man, I guess. But whatever, you were five when he played, so Listen, don't talk know. to me about Steve Smith. You've been disparaging Dion Waiters, who put up the same numbers in that thirty eleven season, all right? As Steve Smith did Inef- inefficiently. <laughs> Inefficiently with inflated uh, with great with defense, inflated and pace, but okay, very good shooting. I mean, I got him with the last pick. That's great value. But anyways, the, the closing lineup is Hardaway, Wade, Battier, Shaq, and then, who, you know, whoever's playing better that game between Mashburn and Odom, I'd probably lean Odom. I just think he's a better player overall. But like I said, I, I don't know enough about Mashburn. Either way, I'm good with that closing five, whichever one edges the other out. All right. So you got it, George. Are you clear? You've got all this written down. You, you have an understanding of this before we I go I didn't get break? my closing lineup. I'll go ahead. Yeah, that's right. Ray's, Ray's replacing J. Will, right? Is that, is that what you're doing? Ray's replacing J. Will, basically. So it's, it's Bosch, Zoe, Jimmy Butler, Steve Smith, and Ray Allen. Might have to put uh, Mario Chalmers in for Steve Smith if, he, if, he's shooting, uh, if he's shooting well that night. All right. So you got it. You got it, George. We got the starting lineups, the closing lineups, the reserves, the coaches. Do you have any questions before we start to evaluate these teams? No, no, I think I'm good. I'll ask as we, uh, as we go along, but you can uh, go on to whatever the next thing is. All right. Well, the next thing is one of our great sponsors, and that is Keystone Chiropractic and Neuroplasticity, which is focused on low-force spinal adjustments and brain-based rehabilitation. They get great results with post-concussion syndrome, dizziness and vertigo, headaches, and chronic neck and back pain. A lot of chiropractors and therapists want to see you three times a week, but Keystone has a treatment philosophy of doing just enough to get you back to normal life again. And here's the big thing. We know everybody's at this stay-at-home order across the country. They're now offering virtual rehab visits using video conferencing to assess and prescribe effective treatment protocols during the COVID-19 outbreak. Research shows patients getting supervised telemedicine rehab programs can be just as effectively treated as an in-person, as in an in-person visit for many of the pain conditions. Our friend, Dr. John Chung, uh, who's a big follower of the network, has been a big supporter of us, is the one that brought Keystone to us, and we want you to support our sponsors if you can. So mention five reasons, mention five reasons or five on the floor, follows all of it, for a free 15-minute video or phone consultation. That's right, free and save 50% off your first virtual rehab session. The website is chiropractickeystone.com. You can also follow Dr. Chung at Dr. Jonathan Chung, no H in there, Dr. Jonathan Chung on Twitter. All right. Let's get to it. We've presented our teams. We have to sort of act like these three teams are going to play against each other in kind of a round-robin tournament. 
I'm going to turn it over to George now to pepper us with questions about how our team is going to react to certain situations and how they match up and what his issues are. Go ahead. Um, okay. Um, I would say as I look, let's start with Alf. I have like questions about the roster construction here on all you guys. So we all do. Um, Alf, I feel like your team was constructed by the Knicks front office from this past year. As, <laughs> as I look wow. at just how, how many big men you have, uh, it just doesn't feel like there's a great fit per se. I don't think you have enough spacing. Um, I don't think you have good shooting per se because of that. Um, and you just have like a bunch of guys that, I don't feel like can play well together. Like, why would like? What is your argument for the roster construction? Okay, first of all, I have like three of like the top uh, five three point percentage uh, guys in Miami Heat history, I believe. With well, uh, wait Ray, a second, let let's do that with, okay, with Rio, with Ray and Duncan Robinson. How much is, is is Mario Chalmers playing on your roster? Like, I mean, you know he's a saying? backup point. He's a backup okay, point. Okay, so he's going to play fifteen minutes a night. No, come on. I mean, 20? I mean, I, I honestly, I probably think he would play more minutes than Jay Will would. Then why would you? Okay, okay. So if he's going to play more than Jay Will, because I needed to get, it, I needed after the first, the, the two greatest point guards in Miami Heat, he, Miami Heat history were already taken in Tim Hardaway and Goran Dragic. So who's next? Do you pick when you have a team as a, a team like mine where you need somebody, you need a, you need some a playmaker. You pick uh, Jason Williams. And I knew I can get Mario Chalmers in the second round. So when it comes to the third and fourth best point guards, I believe I have those two guys. I believe th- uh, the other teams have are really lacking when it comes to backcourt off the bench. I mean, uh, when you look at the other two teams, who who's running their team off the bench? LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not off the bench. You're talking about a starter. No, no, but right, just, but I, here's the thing. Like but when the we talk is... about depth, when we talk about depth, my team has. I believe my team has the most depth. So, my, so, my team whoa, has no way. three of no the best way. shooters. Your team has the most front court depth. Like, but you've got. I don't think you have any real depth beyond <laughs> that. Like, like, like seriously. Glad you're here, George. So let Thank me you. ask you this question. Like, I, I like your ball handling with. Jay Will and Steve Smith. Like, I'll give you that because I think Steve Smith is an excellent ball handler um, and creates a size uh, matchup uh, in your favor for everyone outside except, well, definitely gets Alex's team, um, but not so much against Ethan because he's got LeBron um, and he's got Eddie who can at least match up with him specifically. Um, but I, I mean, who's handling? And Jimmy, you know, I guess Jimmy handles the ball well. We've seen that this year. That's something we hadn't seen in previous years. You have three guys in my starting lineup that can handle the ball. Come on, right? But but where's your spacing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like on that on that group. Like, okay, you just said that you're really just replacing Jay Will with Ray. So you're replacing him with Ray, but Ray can't defend. So you you so got so, so I still have four good defenders. And if we're going to talk, we wanted to extrapolate three point shooting or whatever and percentages out into today's game. Steve Smith was a we're talking about Lamar Odom. Steve Smith was a much better shooter, and I got Chris Bosh out there. So I have three guys that can stretch the floor. I have Jimmy Butler, and I have Alonzo freaking Morning, peak Alonzo Morning that was scoring twenty two points a game, double digit rebounds, and Defensive Player of the Year. So like, like we got to stop acting like. Where are you going to score? How are you going to score think, with this group? Like you I'm are down Alonzo the stretch. Morning. Alonzo Morning. Chris Bosh. So Chris Bosh. 
Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Alonzo Mourning, for as good as he was in his peak season, he was third in the MVP voting, okay? He he wasn't like a fluid offensive player at any point, really. Maybe that year he was a little more fluid, but he was never, even in his peak, a fluid offensive player. And we've also seen a player is Chris Bosh. So we're saying that Chris Bosh, Jimmy Butler, and Steve Smith can't score down the stretch. You're running your offense through Chris Bosh. Of course I am. Okay. I mean, if you think that you think that's better than what the other two teams have, then I mean, after you after you take LeBron, see, here's a problem. After you take LeBron and Wade, right? Who's who's the next best option? You chose Shaq. Shaq third. You chose to pick third. Shaq. Shaq is. <laughs> you can run offense through Shaq still. Like there's still nobody oh. on any of these rosters that can match up with Shaq in prime Shaq. Not even Zoe. He would but, take Zoe. No, no, we're not talking Zoe about. Was. No, we're not talking about prime Shaq. We're talking about 0405 Shaq. We're talking Shaq about. Shaq and 0405 should have been the MVP. So, <laughs> like, and, so should have Zoe in 99 and 2000. Oh, bro, 99-2000, Zoe was the, the defensive player of the year. Right. But we're we're saying that he couldn't match up with Shaq? No. The, the, the Shaq that couldn't beat Detroit without Dwayne. No. Who couldn't beat, who couldn't beat Ben Wallace By without the way, Dwayne. Yes, yeah, yes, he could have beaten – he could be Ben Wallace. Go look at Shaq's numbers with the Lakers in that series. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm, it was you, Kobe, you're talking about Lakers. No, 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 I'm no, 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 no. Yeah, you got to keep it to the end. Five Shaq against okay. the Detroit Pistons without Dwayne Wade. What did he do? They lost Game Six and Game Seven. Did they not? Right, but that's because Eddie Jones just was a disaster in that. Oh, in that. so it's Eddie Jones's fault. So it's Eddie Jones's like, fault. Okay, like oh, do we? Do <laughs> we Shaq played stand. <laughs> so, like, do you want? Okay, so do you want to pull up those those games? I mean, we should. Sure I remember Shaq being really good in those games. Shaq was good. I'm saying, but down the stretch. Well, Shaq has never been the down the stretch guy ever. Believe me, I watch a lot. I watch a ton. Well, I was a way, they, only fan. Played, they only played one game without Dwayne, which was Game Six, which Eddie literally vomited. Oh, come on, all Game before. Seven, Dwayne wasn't Dwayne. All right? I understand. Dwayne was injured in Game Seven. Okay, you gonna let me talk, or you're gonna defend your team, right? Go let's ahead. do it. Okay, so let, let's. I was there. Okay, behind the bench. Uh, I remember how. Oh, happened. here we go. Twenty-one <laughs> points for Dwayne Wade. Yes, like when I say, I told you so. The shot wore off in the second half. But that game, Stan, Stan got fired basically because he didn't run offense through Shaq who was killing them because he, he tried to run offense through Dwayne when Dwayne wasn't the same player in that game because of the injury. And Damon Jones' turnover was what yeah. cost them the end of that oh, game. Oh, Damon should have been as, on one of these teams. <laughs> as much as anything. Uh, it certainly wasn't Shaq who cost them that game. I mean, Eddie Jones... Eddie Jones in game six played one of the worst playoff games I've seen a, an alleged all-star play. I, there was a moment, you interrupted me, so I couldn't finish saying this. There was a moment in game six. I don't remember what quarter it was anymore, but I remember sitting there watching this and going, good God, what is happening here? He almost missed the entire backboard on a shot one time. Like, it was incredible to watch how small he came up in that game. Well, George, so, I think this was my fault because my column before that game was this will be the game that Eddie proves his worth. So there you go. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's what happens. Uh, here's my question. We're, Alex and I are going to get opportunities to grill him too and send him to George. and then Check at 24-13 in game <laughs> six of that series where Eddie Jones vomited. All right, all right, and then and then Alex and I are going to be in the hot seat. But and, and while we go with Alf here, here, here's my question for you: Spo is your head coach, okay? Um, I would have gone with Pat if I were you, um, because you're playing with so many big men, and he loves big men. 
Alpha. I'm playing with versatile big men though. So, but but this, but this this lends itself to the fact that Spo's going to run his offense through Chris. I mean, I'm looking at the roster here. He'll have the ball in in Jimmy's hands a lot, and I think because of that, honestly, I think Rio or Ray would be better starting options for you than Jay will. Do, do you agree with that, George? Because I, I think I would Rio start is your Mario. best option. Yeah, I would yeah, start I Rio. I would start Rio and just bring Jay will off the bench. Yeah, I would uh, that's what I was alluding to earlier. It's about who closes. It's about who closes. But you don't have Rio closing. You have Ray. I have Ray or Rio. I said who, Rio might have to uh, uh, replace Steve Smith if he's got it going. It's, it's all. It's, you listen, guys. It's about feel, about yeah. what's happening in the game. I also love. I also love how you were trying to throw in Duncan Robinson as like a viable option to play in any of these games. Oh my God, Duncan Robinson from three is killing everybody. Get out of who's here. Who's he? Who's he guarding on these? Teams? Yes. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look at my roster. Okay, he he's not guarding LeBron. He's not guarding Eddie. I guess you could put him on Glenn. I guess. Um, on Alex's team, uh, yeah, he, you put him on Shane, I guess. Yes. Maybe. See, there you go. Badia, that's not, about it. But you're not, not on Mash. On your team, on my team, no. No, you, you know, you could put, you could put, you might be able to put him on Glenn. I mean, Glenn's gonna cook him from deep. Yeah, but but, but Duncan Robinson is not in the closing lineup. Like you guys, no, are, I know. You, but you are were just, trying to pass you guys him are off. Picking like, my, you, you guys are picking my eleventh man. You guys are picking my. But 11th what are you man. doing with these other extra bigs? This is what I don't. Okay, this is what right. I don't understand. Yeah, let, Alex, on, you let's look at this roster. Let's look. What do you do with the extra bigs? Yeah, you have UD Brian Grant, who basically are the same position, and you have Ronnie Cycli, who I like. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you none of them can play the three. Be, right. You got. You have nobody who played the wings, and the other two teams are loaded with wings. I have Steve Smith. I have Jimmy Butler. And I have who else? <laughs> Brian Grant can play a little three. No, no way! Brian, it's, Brian in today's game is strictly a five. So let me, make you, a question. let me ask you a question. How did the fans vote when you started unveiling this stuff? The, the fans loved my reserves, hated my starters. Of course, because your starters stink. They stink. They <laughs> oh, stink. My God. They're oh, my, my God. They're by far the worst group here. <laughs> okay, that's see the whole thing is once you don't get LeBron or, or Dwayne, nobody even gives you a shot. To no, me, that's to not me, true. ninety nine. Well, no, the, see, let's here's the, the problem. Here's the problem. Do the draft with me at three and four. Go, go. Who go ahead. First, oh, go. Bosch and Shaq. Yes, Bosch and Shaq. Yes. See, I I don't agree. Oh, no, I think I actually would have taken. I would have taken. Tim? Um, I would have taken Shaq and Timmy. That fits better. Oh God, that's terrible. So you would have left Bosch on the table to get Tim, <laughs> Tim Hardaway because your team doesn't fit. How does it not fit? You don't have wings. You don't have shooting. You don't have anything. You have a bunch of big men. Bro, I have three of the top five shooters in Miami Heat history. Uh, yeah, I, have I get two- it, and none of them are actually going to play when it matters outside of maybe Ray. Ray and Ray- oh, you guys just told me Rio should play. Now he's not going to play. No, but you're the one that said that you'd rather start Jay Will. I said so start. Many, we, how, we talk how, about how, starting. How, we talk about closing. So, so let me ask. Okay, go ahead, George. Let, let, okay, hold on, hold on. Let, let me ask the questions here, Ethan, for one second. Let, okay, can, can we just do this? Let's get a better definition before we just keep arguing and going in circles because that's only fun for so long. Um, like, how are you divvying up these minutes is my question. Like, you didn't answer that when I asked you that 10 minutes ago. I mean, this is, this is Coach Bolster's team, not mine, sir. Oh, for the love of God. Like what? What do you want me to say? How, how many minutes per game each person is going to get? I mean, give me at least a range. 
I mean, I would probably say Jay Will's going to get 18 to 20. She's I think Rio starter. would probably get more based like he was on the championship team. But I just think with that, with that, with, with, with that starting lineup, you need a guy who can create a little bit, get in the lane and make things happen and not put the onus on Jimmy so early in the game. I mean, that now is closing, to Jimmy's going to have the ball in his hand. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> Gary played a lot. Gary played a lot of the clutch minutes. Essentially Rio would be playing the, the minutes that, uh, that Gary played essentially. And then you, right, and then, and then to close it, you would have Ray Allen. You'd have a backcourt of either Ray Allen and Rio or Ray Allen and Steve Smith. All right. Yeah, I'll tell you this. The, the audience was right. Your team stinks. Well, it's not, that it's, <laughs> it's not that it Compared stinks. Compared to but, the other two. But here's my, here's my thing, Alf, a couple things. Defensively, I mean, again, you have the potential to be really good with, with Zoe, Jimmy, and Chris up front. Okay, no question about that. But my question is, you've got guys on your bench – that that are kind of wasted. Like, where does UD like? To me, UD could fill a valuable role on one of these three teams, but it's not yours. Like, right. who's he? Who's who's he going to play? Like, because like you said, there's duplication with Haslam and Brian Grant. Yeah, like uh, so, cycling becomes worthless. Okay, and Alf, on could your you have team. taken Alf? Could you have taken Marley? Did you have an opportunity to take Dan Marley? No, he's got to take him before I could take him. No, that's I took not true. Ray. You, before, you took Ray instead of Dan. I took, I took Ray Dan before Ray Dan Marley. Which okay, I, no, no, on. that's and that's fine. I'm just saying because there's I'm looking at other guys here like that you could have taken potentially that that might have made a little more sense. Um, but like that comes to mind just as looking at someone like you could have you could plug in that actually could play the three when you don't have Jimmy um, or Steve Smith on the floor. But why would I? Why would I not have Jimmy or Steve Smith on the floor? I mean, that's the thing with guys are, like. What, what what if your guys get into foul trouble? Then what? Okay, but so now we have both Jimmy and Steve Smith in foul trouble. I don't know. You got to simulate everything, right? I mean, we're going to simulate, simulate the okay. Alf, your team I'll play Zoe at the three. I, I I'll put it this way: I hate your team. Let's just move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alex, do you have anything for Alf before we move on to the next one? I mean, what else can I add to that? I feel like I, I, I've been flaming out for two, two and a half episodes already. Dude, you picked Karan Butler first in the second <laughs> round. I don't want to hear anything from you. Like, second Karan, round? You picked Karan Butler, Hassan Whiteside, and Deion oh, Waiters you mean, for like, your in bench. the reserve draft. In the reserve draft. Like in the second round. No, in, the, in, in, well, his, in his, in his in reserve draft. draft. The first guy he picked was Karan Butler. All you right, picked Deion Waiters, Hassan Whiteside. All right, I don't want to hear about you, about drafting. All right. Karan's not going to play in the closing lineup. Good luck, man. Good luck. All right, well, you're – you're getting grilled. You're getting grilled next, and then Let's I go. get grilled after that. All right. So before we get to that, though, I want to tell you about another great sponsor, the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is Smarty Pants Marketing. Because these days, you need a comprehensive social media strategy, not just like haphazard. You got to have a strategy, and it is a South Florida, as all of our sponsors are based digital marketing agency. Most marketing companies are going to be quick to sell you a tool or a specific marketing service because they don't know how to help you build that strategy. At Smarty Pants Marketing, the goal is to develop a complete strategy for every aspect of the customer's buying journey. They've got a 90-day growth accelerator program, which will set you apart from your competition, increase your sales, and provide you a marketing strategy plan that guarantees growth. To find out more, visit www.smartypants. There's a Z in there. Smarty Pants marketing.com or call 954-406-7160 954-406-7160 or email Allen that's A-L-L-E-N at smartypantsmarketing.com all right Alex you have been the cockiest of everybody 
Yep. Um, I'm looking at the polling right now from, and this may change by the time this episode airs, but basically people have you and me neck and neck. Um, and I think the reason that I gained on you after you led the polling initially was because of some of these reserve picks. And some of your tweets. And my tweets. I, I, I'm a big influencer. Um, George, have at him. Um, I loved Alex's first five. I know that he moved mm-hmm. Lamar to the bench, which I also think is a smart move, to be honest with you. But um, I loved Alex's starting five. And I guess you told me that the audience picked him as the best starting five. And I would agree wholeheartedly with the audience. No disrespect to you, Ethan. I think uh, your team is good. I like the first three picks. And, you know, the next two were okay. Like, I, I thought Goron was a good pick. You know, I'm not a huge Eddie guy. So, um, particularly in the clutch, as we've discussed already, as I mentioned to Alf, who was trying to, like, all of a sudden make Eddie Jones, like, not a big part of that 2005 team a few minutes ago. Um, but let's go with Alex. I what? love your starting five. <laughs> that, that didn't happen. Okay, go ahead. It did happen. We heard it. We can move on now. Um, Alex's starting five is fantastic. Um, even taking out Lamar and putting in – who did you put in, Mash or Shane instead? Shane. Right. You had Mash in your original group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love it. I love it. I think Shaq and Wade together, we know that equals a championship. I actually think having a second creator with Dwayne in the backcourt is good. Yes. Um, we, for, we forget that Dwayne in his peak, we're talking about one of the best defensive guards in the league uh, at that time too, even though Timmy – was, you know, running around with, uh, you know, some knee issues. Timmy was still a grimy defender. Like, he was, a, he was like a better version of what GP was in that 2006 run uh, as a defender for the Heat at that time. I heard Ethan kind of talking about, you know, uh, Timmy wearing the knee brace and not being anywhere near the same defender. Look, I mean, he didn't have the kind of lateral movement he had, but he wasn't like a minus defender, in my opinion. I actually felt like he was – a slightly above average defender. Um, he was surrounded by great defenders too, but I, yeah. I don't think he was like a bad defender. Under no, he wasn't a bad defender. I was talking more about transition defense. There were a lot of times, whereas Dwayne over the years stopped getting back on D because he didn't feel like it. Uh, Tim stopped getting back on D because he just couldn't get back on D anymore. So I, that, that, yeah. that's more in the half court. The, Tim knew his role, which was funnel everything to Zoe. Right. And that's what they did. So Shaq, Shaq is, to me, the look, he's a fantastic pick because his time with the Heat, yes, it ended poorly, but those, those first two years, I know people say, well, in the Mavericks series, well, the Mavericks series was the first time we ever saw Shaq look human, and a lot of that was Avery Johnson and the credit um, that he should get a lot of credit. And by the way, LeBron just hit the big three to get the, the Heat within two with 20 seconds to go. Uh, with Manu going to the line as we're, I'm watching at least game six right now. Um, and, and Shaq, like his first years we talked about should have been the MVP. Like Alf, will even you, you, will you even debate that since you feel like fighting with me on everything? No, no, I, I, he definitely should have been the MVP over uh, Steve Nash. I just think we're discounting uh, late nineties. though a lot, but right. whatever. But Shaq was the most I'm dominant player. D- Shaq was the most dominant player of his generation and was, was robbed of the MVP. Zoe was not robbed of the MVP that year. Um, so Zoe was also the defensive player of the year. I just wanted to add that. Cool. And so was Ben Wallace and Shaq cooked him too. Um, so was so, not in 2005, not in 2005. <laughs> yes, he did. I just told you in their worst game, he went for 24 and 13. 24 points is not cooking. 
24 points is not cooking Ben Wallace. Again, like, calm doing down. This. Again, when we're he would, doing this. The, the, he was the Alex series and Alf. 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 <laughs> it's Alex's okay. time on the hot seat. Go All right. Double team. He don't. So that was still addressing George, me. criticize so Alex. Was still I'm, not even, right. I'm not even concerned about Alf. I'm concerned about Alex. Go to Alex. Alf, your team stinks. We're done with you. Um, so back to Alex. So I, I love the Shaq pick. Shaq's first two years, the Heat. And by the way, here's the other thing. Even the year we were just making fun of to start the podcast, the 07 season, remember when Dwayne got hurt with the shoulder injury, the torn labrum? They were looking really bad as far as even making the playoffs at one point. And Shaq took the heat on a 10-game run that put them back into that five-seed area, that middle-of-the-pack playoff area. So Shaq still had a little juice left in him at that point. It's just that team was a disaster around them. Um, And Shaq was starting to show – that he was more human, like, but he still had moments even then uh, of greatness, even in that, that third season. Um, so Shaq's a great pick. I, he, look, for as much as I give Mash a lot of grief for the Weatherspoon Shaq, Mash is a really complete player. He's one of the more complete players in Heat history. From an offensive standpoint, he could do everything. Defensively, he was better than most people give him credit for. Uh, as much as I give him grief for that moment, and there was a narrative around him, I would agree with that, um, I, I think he was an excellent player and Shane is a good role player and you could have a, you know, a role player on your roster. If you want to shoot threes, you need a three and D guy. Like he's perfect. He's super smart. Uh, Lamar is a six man is probably, let me look at their other rosters. He's the best six man on any of these rosters. The rest of your bench though, I was listening to that draft and I'm going, <laughs> what are you doing? Like what is happening? You had such a good start to your draft of your team. And then every pick that you made basically after that, I was like, what? Like, what are you thinking? Like, why are you going with that guy? Um, look, I like Karan. And, but Karan, the Heat Karan is a young guy. And if we're projecting out to what he would be a little bit, then sure, he's a good pick. But I think if we're going by the Heat standards, then it wasn't that great of a pick at least it wouldn't have been where I would have gone right away like who else was available at that point I was going between Marley and Battier my other two guys at that point first pick in the second round because I wanted some wing depth I wasn't sure about Marley as a three Ethan yeah I would have gone with Dan yeah I would have gone with Marley there I wouldn't have given Ethan Marley I think so too I said later in the pod that it was my most regrettable pick however I will defend the rest of my bench to no ends I think okay okay let's go so your next pick after Quran was who I don't remember the exact order, but uh, I want to – I mean, no, it wasn't Hassan. Hassan was, was later Jay on. Rich. It, it was, was Jay Rich. It was Jay Rich. And you call oh, him Jay a good Rich. shooter. I mean, I guess he's a good shooter. Like, what? he's. I don't look at him as a good shooter. Like, I think of him as a streaky shooter. Um, I don't think of him as a guy that I can depend on. Not like Marley, sure. for example. Like, sure. Marley is a guy that I know is a spacer, like guaranteed floor spacer. That's not Jay Rich. Jay Rich is a good defender. Jay Rich is a, is a decent all-around player and can shoot, again, from a streaky perspective, he's a decent shooter. But I don't think I can count on him. And one thing about Jay Rich that always drove me insane is if you ever had to put the ball in his hands in a big moment, God bless you because it wasn't working. And, yeah, Ray Allen just hit that three. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, well, to be fair to him, George, Jay Rich is probably not going to be handling down the stretch on this team, no. right? Not, not with, not with Dwayne no, and Tim. Probably not. But even as a, as a, as a role guy, I guess he's fine. Right. I guess he's fine. And he's the but, best. Shooting. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Guard, like I I think bench shooting guard Josh Richardson at his peak, like that's He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's not I would have taken Dan Marley over any of those guys. Um then, like, Hassan Whiteside, look, dude, um, I know he put up big numbers at times, and, you know, he had 20-20 games before he got paid. And he was actually a better player before he got paid than he was after, in my That's estimation. the guy we're talking about. Um, but let's face it. He's a, just a locker room disaster, okay? And he behaves like an immature child. Like, not just a child, an immature child. So he's no Ronnie Cycli. <laughs> I'd much rather rather have Ronnie Cycli than the music will be better in the locker room with Ronnie. That's for sure. Anyway. Yeah, and yeah, Ronnie clearly, Ronnie. clearly the best DJ of the group. There is yes, no, doubt no doubt about that. Yes, um, but yeah, Ronnie can't def- defend anybody, but he can score and rebound. Um, and Whiteside could defend when he's interested. Um, but he, he was a defensive also, player of the year candidate at his best here, though. He was like a top five candidate, wasn't he? Right, but he's not moving the ball. Like, you're screwed once he's in the game. Well, like, he's going to shoot every time. That's a good um, thing. He's the backup five. Right. But he's gonna also going to probably – I heard you guys talking about this, and I think it's true. He's also going to probably think that he's better than Shaq, which oh, is right. ridiculous. Not um, probably. He's definitely going to think that. There's no question ridiculous. about that. I mean, look, if you're going to pick a guy, I think that – that could emulate some of the stuff you're supposed to do with Shaq. I guess he's the right pick if that was your logic. Um, I just think from a personality standpoint, it's not a good fit. Um, and I think that, again, even on the floor, like he's just not going to move the ball very well. Um, he's not going to pass out of the post. He's just going to take it and either turn it over or try his best to score, um, which isn't ideal against some of these other teams, particularly against Ethan's. Um, but even against Alfs, like I think Zoe would swallow him up. Um, and, and I don't think he could defend Ronnie, to be honest with you. Um, oh, I'm he not gets, worried about that matchup. Oh, no, he gets cooked against good players, let's face yeah. it. <laughs> like, he put up – he was – I heard you guys talking about looters in a riot. Like, give me the games where, like, consistently where Hassan outplayed really good centers. Well, you don't want to put him against the Lopez, brother. Well, trust me, I've, sure. I've never been a, a white side defender. But I do like the prospects of him as a backup big. I think him at his best here – like, his market was a max player. And we already know, like, we've done the – I mean, no, he was not a max player. They gave him a max contract, but he was not I mean, a max I'm player. saying his market, his market. That's, that's what he was offered by other teams, and that was what he was chased as. And I, I think even if he wasn't a max player, he wasn't, right? Like, he, he should not have been in that role. He was still a very good player in, like, 2015, 2016, whatever you want to call his peak. He was a damn good defensive player. I, I like him off the bench a lot. And I, I, either way, he's going to be playing under 20 minutes with Shaq there. So okay, you could you could justify that a little bit, maybe. And I've got Grant um, Long there as my eleventh guy, just in case Whiteside wants to act up, which is fine, which is fine. Um, but the worst pick you made, like I couldn't believe you picked Dion Waiters. Like Dion Waiters of all people. Come like, on, man! Like get the hell all the way out of here, okay? With Dion Waiters on George, any of these rosters. George, I'm sorry to. 
George, I'm sorry to, to interject, but he said that Dion Waiters at his peak was better than Ray Allen here at his peak. Just yes. wanted to make sure that, yes. that is a Are you talking about that, a that's understood. Player? Is that not true? <sighs> Man, Ray Allen was the consummate professional. Like that stuff has to factor into this equation too. Now sure, I didn't draft Dion to, to be the consummate professional. I've got I got Battier. I've got <laughs> I've got Grant Long, like I'm not worried about the locker room just because I've got Pat there. This is a guy that has the least self-awareness. I mean, we just talked about Hassan, okay? But he's got the least self-awareness in Heat history, okay? He called himself Kobe Wade in college, gave himself the nickname. And that's Kobe exactly Wade. why I'm not worried about him causing any problems with Wade because he admires Wade. And he's got Riley there. Riley's going to get all these people. You know, he's not going to have them thinking that they're even going to have a chance at you know, getting a spot over Wade or Shaq. I, I'm right. Not- so when he, how many bad shots are you going to allow him to take every game? I don't know, man. It's a, uh, he's going to be. Before you yank him. Cause if you thought Spo had a quick leash with him, do you, I mean, you don't think Riley's going to have a quick leash with him? Riley, Ethan, what was Riley's mantra? Play nine, trust eight. And in the playoffs, play eight, trust seven. And I was, yeah, six. You get down to six at a certain point. I, I mean, here, here's my thing about it. And then I want Alf to grill Alex a little on this too. Um, beyond the locker room issues that Hassan's going to think he's better than Shaq and Dion's going to think he's better than Dwayne, which both of them will do. I, I have more of a question about the starting lineup fit. I, I know that you love the line. And I actually like putting Battier in for Lamar there. I, I think that that's the right choice, having Battier play with Mash letting Mash play the four because I, I think that's that's his best fit. Okay. And Shane and, and Jamal will be interchangeable. I, I don't love what everybody else loves. I don't think Dwayne and Tim Hardaway is an ideal backcourt match. Dwayne always thrived most with guys who don't need the ball, just like LeBron does or did. Okay. And I know what Kyrie Kyrie did with him, but that was an adjustment. And I, I just I don't see I don't see a great fit with Dwayne and Tim from a basketball perspective. Am I, am I the only one who thinks that? Like I, you know, I mean, Dwayne Dwayne played I know, Rio his whole career. Of course, Alpha agrees. I agree. No, I I like it. I think that Tim. Remember, Tim became a pretty good. Uh, granted, I, era has to matter, but Tim was a big, big time clutch shooter. No, he uh, was, and he shot 36% from three on five attempts per game, and the attempts would go up even though the shot looked ugly right. at the end. But, um, but, I, don't, but I, don't, I don't love – but he also needed – I mean, Tim, even in Miami, we're not thinking of Golden State, Tim, okay? Where, no, I know. But where he was out in transition, right, and he was playing with Richmond and Mullen, and there was space, and they were playing with undersized fours and fives. I mean, they were the Warriors before the Warriors, basically, okay? And, and Tim was getting up and down the you know, floor, you know, going back and forth quickly. But in Miami, he was a pound-the-ball, three-point shooter, ball into Zoe, Zoe wait for the double, okay, or make, as you said, at times Zoe could be a little clunky with his, with his sort of mechanics and his footwork or whatever. The ball would go back out to Tim, and Tim would shoot that knuckleball jumper. But Tim did handle a lot. His usage was high. And Dwayne's never played. I mean, the one time that Dwayne played with a point guard like that was Goron. And you remember how, like, that, what a difficult fit. Like, I didn't want to put the two of them together. Like, that, because it wasn't a great fit. Yeah, but Timmy's a way better player than Goron. I'm not saying that Timmy's not better than Goron, but I'm saying, and, and Timmy's a better player. But passer I think that Goran. that's the difference is that Dwayne would respect Timmy more than Dwayne would respect Goron. But doesn't that take away from what Dwayne can do? No, because Dwayne at that stage, if we're talking peak Dwayne Wade MVP, uh, I also think Timmy um, is self aware enough to step back a little bit with Dwayne like he did with Zoe. 
Because uh, you remember, Ethan, I know that you said that, that – and he did. Timmy carried those teams early mm-hmm. in his career. But Zoe, at the end of their tenure, was allowed yeah. to flourish because Timmy allowed it to happen. Yeah, the, no, the, the shame of those teams, it's always like I talk about with the Dolphins, that the shame is that when they finally got a defense and Jason and Zach, Dan was too old. The, the shame of the, these, those Heat teams was by the time that Zoe grew into the role, Timmy's body broke down. Okay. In a lot of ways. I mean, and, and, you know, the games missed and he suffered through a lot of the things that Dwayne did, uh, you know, towards the end of his career. I, I, I have enormous respect for Tim, but I'm also looking at this team off- defensively with the starting group. Okay. I think playing Shane makes a lot of sense. All right. But, and obviously if you're getting peak Dwayne Wade, then that's different than the defender we saw later in his career. But yeah. I, I and do, by the but, way, Shaq, Shaq was a guy in those first couple of years with the Heat was, Putting up pretty good defensive numbers. As he far was, as but you can run this team like though. Like I'm looking at this team and I'm saying you're. Yeah. Gonna, I mean, Dwayne's gonna have some chase down blocks, but if you get out in transition against this team, like well, you who can, was the you team that gave them team. the most trouble besides Dallas? Do you remember? The 060. No, they they struggled against against. No, no, no. Uh, oh, even 05 and 05 and 06. Do you oh, remember oh, the both team? both teams. Uh, I don't remember which one was it. it was, Phoenix. Uh, a Phoenix, right, right, right. To Stoudemire, uh, Marion. To, yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. you're right. The Nash teams. Yeah, right. So I think I think you can run this team. And then the other the only th- other thing I look at is I'm just wondering like Shaq's always needs to play with space, right? So I'm looking yeah. at the starting lineup. Okay, Dwayne's not giving him space. But Timmy and Shane are, and Mash. Okay, so I guess it's enough. I I, I suppose it's enough. Alex, and then Lamar like when he gets in there. True, yeah. and that, there's going to be a lot of staggering going on with this group, too. I'm not just going to be playing starters and bench uh, because of the Hardaway Wade thing. I, I do like them playing together, and it's going to be my closers, obviously. But I would like to see lineups similar to what uh, Ethan did, where he put Posey in there and took uh, Goran out. I would do similar stuff with Wade and Hardaway just so they could play with their own lineups. But uh, I'm not, I think that's the most fair criticism of the team of my team. What Ethan said now is the space around Shaq. I think I have enough shooting but just barely enough right like i think if we could trade you know me and alf i think we'll be able to make a trade happen <laughs> just because alf needs more wings and i need more shooting i could you know give him like karan for duncan robinson or something like that but, <laughs> but yeah I, think- I i i see i see a space issue there i i do and, and yeah. i also think I, what, I mean, what, what are you going to do alex when hassan and dion are suspended for half the season he, because that's here's coming the thing, though here's the thing with Shaq, and and this is the thing that alf particularly is underestimating is that Shaq shot 60% from the field those two years, those first two years with the Heat, which, by the way, he shot 60% from the field in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2005, too. Um, so he was exactly what he was in the regular season. Um, and, and I think that's the thing. Like, we're forgetting how freaking dominant Shaq was at that stage. Like, he was still Shaq. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have to add to that. All right. Uh, closing I mean, I argument. Get, I, I, I get Go it. Ahead. I get it. I just don't – I just do not um, – I think we're discounting how dominant Zoe was. I really I really am. And I also think that Zoe was a better fit next to a uh, next to a Bosch that you want uh, scoring the ball. I oh. think Zoe and Bosch uh, fit better together than Zoe and uh, – than Bosch and Shaq. So if you're going to pick Bosch – like, okay, so if you're going to pick Shaq and Timmy – Sedano, that makes sense. But if you're going to pick Bosch first, which I feel like most people would have pitched, picked Bosch third, I think Bosch fits way better next to Zoe than he does next to Shaq. Because I think Shaq completely mitigates a lot of the things that Bosch does. 
I mean, why? Shaq likes to play with space, and if Bosch is going to space the floor, then I think yeah. But if you if, if you have Bosch as just a spacer, that mitigates what Bosch is. He's going to be now, if, regardless. I mean, but what's he going to? Where's Zoe going to play? He's not. Zoe's going to play down low. Yeah, he's going to play in the paint. So then, what's but then I'm what's t- Bosch going to be? Bosch is going to facilitate. Bosch can uh, space and facilitate. But but, here, but 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 who are you running? Okay, but here's my thing. Who you, we already agreed that Spo and we're back to Al's team. But 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 Spo is going to run his offense through. Pat would run it through Zoe. Okay, but you Spo is your coach. He's going to run his offense through Bosch at the. He's going to use. He's going to use Bosch and, like. Ben. But then what does Zoe become? Because we're not in a, in a post up era right now. And so we're not in the post up era, but but you can go stuff with Shaq still because he's so big, like nobody's stopping that. Whereas with Zoe, he's not that imposing physically. No, nobody had to change their entire defense to face Zoe. That's my thing. I, 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 I love Zoe. Okay. And I was there during that season. I covered that team every game home and road. And I think he could have been the MVP that year. He's, he was terrific, okay? And he made up for, I thought, was, was somewhat limited footwork in some situations. And his intensity is second to none in Heat history. But nobody went into a game thinking, okay, we have to take Zoe away and so all these other shooters. But people still went into games. I like Zoe personally more than I like Shaq. But, like, people went into games thinking, we have to take Shaq away. In fact... The 2006 finals is the best freaking example of that because Avery Johnson essentially Said, forget decided, about forget yes. about Dwayne. We, we're going to continue. To, they were doubling Shaq through game five. I mean, Dwayne was Correct. getting the line 30 times and they were yeah. still doubling Shaq. That yeah. is not happening with Zoe. But to me, that's the big difference between the two of them. Now, defensively, I'm with you. I was never a huge fan of Zach, uh, excuse me, of Shaq as a defender in a lot of ways because his energy, he, Zoe's energy is second to none. They don't win that championship probably in, in, you know, in Dallas without him because of what he did. But to me, as far as building a team around someone, I think you would have had an easier time with Shaq. That's all well, I'm saying. Agreed. And here's the thing. Uh, it's not like Shaq was a slouch on defense. He averaged over two blocks a game, 2.3 blocks a game in that 04, 05 season. All right, we're not doing blocks as a defensive. I mean, I, because I, then we, what are you doing with Zoe? Like, are you serious? Like, Shaq's not. Oh, come on. Space. But we know what Zoe did defensively. Okay, like, we but, know. Like, but you. We're not just going Alf, off of blocks. Alf, Shaq was in the best shape of his, probably his career, like, post first championship with the Lakers. Okay? Like, Think about that for a second. He was—he had not been that thin since he was in Orlando, maybe. Um, like he was an amazing defender that first year in Miami. Like, oh, he was so okay, good. let's chill with amazing. Like, listen, Shaq is my third favorite player of all time after Dwayne and Magic Johnson. Clearly like, not I after this Shaq. conversation, huh? <laughs> Clearly not after this conversation. No, it doesn't. I mean, I don't listen. I I, I love Zoe. But I, Shaq, Lakers Shaq is one of my favorite players of all time. But I'm talking about 0405 Shaq. I think we're overestimating when we say amazing defender. He was not an amazing defender here. He was never his, an amazing defender. His, oh, I disagree with that. I, like, think, there were, I think you're over, you're, you're way over uh, stating Shaq's defense, if you want to call him amazing, in a Miami Heat uniform at any point. At any point? Yes, 0405 was his peak. 
Oh my, Alf, go back and watch some games, dude. Go, go you know, learn okay. the game, like Spoon right. used to say on Twitter. All right. Learn <laughs> the game. I'm going to learn the game. All right. Can we finish right. up with Alex so we can get to me being grilled? Here? I'd rather be the Sixers. Is, is there any, is there, uh, yeah. is there any other? How many championships other? have the Heat won since I made that? How far have the Heat gone? Oh, how, how far have the Sixers gone? All right. I can we get Sixers back around. to Alex's team? The is there Sixers anything will else? one bounce away or go to the conference finals and probably go to the finals. George. Where was the you, Heat? George, do you have anything else for Alex's team? No, I like Alex's team. I think it's way better than Alf's team, shitty-ass team. <laughs> All right, and now we're going to our next sponsor. <laughs> uh, our next sponsor is Luis Peters State Farm. It's an agency representing the number one auto and home insurer in the entire United States. There's more than 60 years combined experience in the insurance industry. These are local agents that understand South Florida's unique market. They've got access 24-7, obviously the walk-in right now, not really a great idea, but call in or click in. You can do that at luispeters.com or you can call 305-275-5585. There's personalized service tailored to each and every customer. No cookie cutter solutions based right here in, in Miami on Southwest 117th Avenue. But again, check out the website first. It's luispeters.com. All right. I'm on the spot here. I'll make a brief case, and then, George, uh, you can put me on the hot seat here. I built my team to get out and transition and, and run these teams. And to me, LeBron James at the four in Miami was the highest level of LeBron James in his career. Um, when they put him at the four, his numbers were insane. You put space around LeBron, and you put active defenders around LeBron, and he goes to another level. So that's why I've put Eddie in Eddie and Glenn Rice in the starting lineup. Eddie gives you a secondary ball handler. Goran Dragic, I think, as a spot-up shooter with LeBron would be terrific. Uh, defensively, Bam and LeBron are going to be able to switch everything. If you get peak LeBron defensively, you're not going to be able to handle that on the defensive end. I know I'm a little bit small, which is why I, you know, even with PJ Brown as a backup, you know, playing the four or the five, which is why I got Birdman who I think can play with – we've seen his chemistry with LeBron, the vertical spacing. Antoine Walker can slide in at the four and let LeBron play the point. So, to me, he's really – LeBron's really my backup point guard. And then Dan Marley, James Posey have proven they're big-time clutch defenders and clutch shooters, guys who've done it at the highest level. And then I've got GP for experience and to take Dragic off the floor when he's getting cooked defensively. What's so wrong with my team? Um. Look, I liked your draft um, with your starters. I thought Alex had the best draft with the starters. I thought you were a close second. I think you wiped the floor with everybody uh, when it came to the next groupings, um, mostly based on fit. Um, I, I can poke holes in Alex's fit, uh, particularly with some of those guys on the bench. I mean, Dion bleeping waiters. I mean, get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh, um, and, and But every one of your guys works. And if we're playing the modern game, I actually like PJ and Birdman as your big men. Um, and let's face it, if you wanted to go small, Antoine Walker could play the five. Like yes. Udonis and Antoine Walker in the 2006 NBA Finals in game six were, inter were, uh, were, were intertwined playing the four and five position at times. So I, I think that if you wanted to go super duper small, like you could, you could play him there potentially even too. Not that you need it because you got Bam. Um, but – you have a guy like James Posey who is battle tested, great defense. Like you can put him on, I mean, maybe not twos, but you definitely put him on threes and fours for sure. 
Uh, same with Marley. You can kind of play him uh, on all the wing positions, even fours. Maybe it depends on how small the other team goes. Um, I, I think that you just have the best fit of all those rosters. I, the only big question mark I have is, is Eddie Jones going to have a vomit game where he scores three points in the game six of one of your big playoff games? Like that to me is my biggest question with you. And, and even look, I think Goran like has has some holes defensively. But if we're getting peak Goran, you're talking about a guy who, I don't know, 65 to 70% at the rim and putting pressure on the rim, who shoots decent enough from three, like pretty good, I would say, from three. Uh, Some nights, even really good. Um, We know what Glenn Rice would be in this era. I mean, he'd be, I don't know, Clay Thompson-esque, right? The best shooter, the best, the best, the best uh, elite, the best high-level shooter who has other aspects to his game that LeBron would have ever played with, in my opinion. Correct. Correct. Like, he, he, he would be an incredible fit with him. I love Bam with him, too. Yeah, look, I, I think your team fits the modern-day game best, um, better than Al's slow-plotting team, um, better than Alex's team once Michael we get can in, move. In, into the – what? What did you say? Cycling could move. <laughs> he can move on offense. Cycling could move. <laughs> on offense, the spin doctor, baby. Um, but the but and Alex's team, once we start getting into the depth portion of it, I think can't can't go. And you're right. I think that your team can run. Your team can play the half court too, because you've got enough shooting, you've got enough size, uh, you've got the balance of the roster. Um, I don't have a lot of criticism for your team, and Lord knows I came into this wanting to criticize you the most. Yes, I, um, I know you did. Yes. So I, I, I unfortunately don't have a lot. I didn't expect to – like when you asked me to do this a week or two ago, I expected, to be honest with you, to be most critical of Alex because he's so young, and I felt like he would probably do a worse job. That's what I was of Just youth and inexperience. But – Man, I thought you did a really good job. Alf, I was actually stunned that you did as poorly as you did. Like, I thought you would do so much better than this roster. Um, yeah. The I, only I, pick – see, here's the thing. The only pick that you don't agree with me on is the Shaq and Zoe one. Right, but that That's changes the only thing. a lot. That's, that changes a lot. I know, but the, 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 but here's the thing. It's it's And this is what I've argued with. And There's a lot of people that agree with me. That peak Zoe in Miami is better than peak Shaq in Miami. No, nope, and, nope, and that's nope, what I'm, nope, that's nope, and that nope, is the nope, crux nope, of the argument. No, nope, if you nope. like, do you believe? Let me ask you this: Do you believe in defensive win shares as a as a measurement? I'm just just out of just curious. No, I don't. Okay, well, if you don't, that's fine. But they're not that far apart in their two peak years that we're talking about with the Miami Heat. Oh, so, four, oh, five, and and, and, and ninety nine, two thousand. Not that far. One is four point six. The other one's five point six on defensive wind chairs alone, and a great block by Chris Bosh, and we're going to a game seven. Sorry, just a side note there. Um, I'm watching as well. So, yeah, so I, I don't think that there is, there's as big a defensive gap. Um, well, I don't think there's as big a like, – okay, offensively, oh, there's offensively, a gap. Offensively, there's a huge gap. But, I mean, if you look at the two players and you look even at the percentages and you look at how much they – I mean, Shaq was a much higher percentage and he scored about three more points a game. In a different in a different era where where uh, we're talking about the late two thousands where people were scoring eighty two to eighty it was eighty three eighty two Knicks versus Heat you know what I mean so when you're talking about what what Zoe did offensively that year as a center as a as a guy with the back to what was with his back to the basket I mean he was offensively dominant for that time okay but Shaq was a sixteen percent assist percentage guy Zoe was under nine. 
Um, like that's not a small difference there. Um, I also think that as Ethan pointed out, I think that, um, you know, you changed the way you played everything when you played Shaq. That wasn't the case with Zoe. Zoe was actually in his, that year we're talking, excuse me, Shaq that year was a better offensive rebounder by percentage, um, available to him than Zoe was by, by three percentage points. Um, he was better than him defensive rebound percentage as well. And obviously total rebound percentage. Um, I guess to I, me, I, I would not want to play that style of game in today's game where I would run things like, I don't want to run things through Shaq in 0405 Shaq. Now, if we're talking about first year Lakers Shaq, yeah, I'd run everything through him. Oh, I, I wouldn't want to, ro- like, I wouldn't want to run things in, go, in today, go, today's game through 0405 Shaq. Go, go, go only if you have to, but you could, because no one could defend him. None of these rosters has anyone that can well, defend well, let, him. Well, let, let's move to that. Cause I feel like we're doing the Zoe, the Zoe Shaq uh, argument here in every break. All right. So, so let's, let's get to that. Cause I think that's important. And then I think, in the last part here, since it seems like you've eliminated Alf, um, we should have a direct competition between yeah, Alf, my, my, sorry, Alf. between you're between my so, my teams and Alex's team. No, you you're like stay. the Jill Stein you, of this. No, you, you, you can stay. You can actually you can actually wait. Tulsi Gabbard. You can actually weigh in on this a little bit later. But, 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 I mean, I'd rather have the rest of my night. But <laughs> no, no. Well, let let's get to this then and stop debating Shaq and Zoe at every every turn. Okay, here, let's get to the key players on every team. And who would defend them? All right, because I think that matters. Go, let's do it. All right, so okay, on let's so let's start with with Shaq. Um, how would Alf's team and how would my team handle Shaq in your? Because because that is my my biggest concern as I'm looking at all these rosters, is is that because I I feel for Bam basically. Good luck. Well, uh, look, clearly <laughs> I don't I don't I don't believe any of the teams can defend him. But if there was a team that could defend him best, it would be Alf's team because of the combination of Zoe and Bosch, and he's got height, right? Like Steve Smith is not small, he's 6'8". Um, you know, Jimmy is 6'5", but he's a smart defender and a savvy defender. And he's got guys you can throw at him. Brian Grant, UD, Cycli, uh, though he wanted to play Brian Grant at the three. Actually, uh, UD, UD defended Shaq really well through the years, actually, before they played together. So, yes. Yeah, I, I would so agree he's got – So did, so did Zoe, and so, did, so, so did Brian Grant. Actually, you, you, you did draft Shaq, but you have the most guys to throw at Shaq. That, that's, that's true. Um, right. Bri- Brian but, Grant but defended him. Except for Roddy Cycli, of course. We're not, we're not doing that. Pete, <laughs> I don't think any of them can actually defend Pete Shaq. Um, but you have the most guys to throw at him. So I like that matchup. Um, as far as like Dwayne's concern, man, I don't know that. I mean, maybe LeBron is the best equipped to guard Dwayne, Jimmy a little bit. Um, I'm going to throw Posey on Dwayne some. Yeah, oh, anyway. a little bit. His drive right by him. him. Yeah, his his <laughs> length would give him some problems, but Posey's like um, a longer, slower version of Rip Hamilton. Um, if like Rip was there, then I think that like Rip gave Dwayne all sorts of trouble. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, acknowledge that, actually. Yeah. yeah. And, but I don't feel like, you, like Posey is Rip Hamilton. Like, I think he's, he's a good defender, but I don't think he's good enough to defend. Well, him. I would start, I'd start Eddie on him, and I don't feel great about that. I'll no, young, young Steve Smith. <laughs> young, young Steve Smith. Maybe, maybe a little bit, but he could. You would Steve Smith was no, a very good no, defense, you, defender. You, you, would, you, would, you, would, you would put Jimmy on Dwayne. You would yeah. put Jimmy on Dwayne. Jimmy would uh, be the on, best against, Oh yeah, yeah. Against against uh, Alex's against team, Alex's yeah. team, you would put Jimmy yes. on Dwayne and put Steve Smith on. Now, him. if it, against your team, I put Jimmy on LeBron and I would put Steve Smith on Eddie Jones. But right, yeah. you would have would Steve Smith against Mashburn on Alex's team. 
I think. And all of a sudden, Steve Smith's length doesn't matter against Mashburn. Right. That's yes, true. it still does. Mm, I don't know. Not really. It matters against guards. Ma- Ma- Mash-, Mash was not a driver, but Mash had this way of getting that turnaround jumper off from the baseline. That I mean, I, you know, I, I, Steve Smith, I think we're all underrating Steve Smith. I agree with Alf on oh, that. Oh, no, Steve Smith's a great player. I, a, a real, yeah, who became better in Atlanta than he was here. So I think we've yes. got to think of that in context. And he was pretty good in Portland and, and other places, obviously. But, he, was but, not, but, so he was not very good his second time around with the Heat because he was old already. No, he was done by then. But, but he, he Atlanta Steve Smith, Atlanta Steve like Smith was, was a legitimate all-star. He was a really good player and a very he good was. player. He yeah. was, yeah. Smart player. But, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, with Dwayne, I, would, I don't love the Eddie Jones matchup. Not because Eddie's not a good defender, uh, but I just think that Dwayne would, would probably cook Eddie. Um, it probably happened a bunch in practice. Yeah. And obviously, I, ca- I can't put Goran on him. I mean, Goran's going to guard Tim. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> G- Goran's going to guard and, and so, and, and I can't really put Marley on Dwayne except to be physical with him at certain times. You know, I, I think he'd give him trouble. But, but I would have to play Posey. I, I think with my team, the way my team is constructed, if Posey can make jumpers, uh, then I'm going to play him ahead of Eddie a lot, actually. Cause I, you I, can't I, put Posey on Dwayne, though. Nah, I mean, maybe for like a, a few possessions, not, not regularly. I agree. I don't have a great option. All right, so well, let's get to the other one then. Who the hell well, is guarding LeBron? Le- who, who's guarding LeBron on the – well, right, LeBron might have to guard Dwayne some. You're right. right. But who's who's guarding – and I could actually do that against Alex's team because I could put Rice on Mashburn Yep. and I could put Eddie on Shane. Yep. Right. Or, or, right. Right? Okay, man, so, I would actually cross match and have Dragic cover Shane at times, and just have Eddie we could go do that. Hardaway. Yeah, yeah. Eddie would go with Timmy. Yeah, yeah Eddie would go with Timmy. Right. Yeah, I could do that. So I have the versatility to play against just about anybody. The problem is going to be for me, and then I want to get to the LeBron matchup here. The problem for me. If I start Lamar over Mashburn, though, it creates more problems. If I, if I start, yeah, Lamar it does. Maddie, it, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't better. give you the spacing that Shane's going to give you, but uh, it, it creates more problems. No, and Batty as opposed to well because here's the thing about Lamar he's such a great passer you know what I'm saying like yeah he gets the ball he's he's whipping it around he's moving it like it creates another ball handler well you 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 would have elite passing in that starting lineup with Shaq Lamar Timmy and Dwayne and and Jamal wasn't a bad passer and even Mesh yeah absolutely yeah Jamal was I mean so you you have good passers there um but okay so let's get to this though Uh, who who's guarding LeBron on these teams yeah there's no easy answer you put oh, no, Jimmy on. You put Jimmy. J- Jimmy's Jimmy's going to be on LeBron, right? Right. The answer is nobody, but it's Jimmy and Mashburn or Shane is my best guess. I Jimmy think Mashburn, Shane, little Steve Smith, but like, you're not going to stop LeBron. Like you don't have you don't have Kawhi, so. I, mean, I think I've got a lot of big wing bodies. No, uh, you know, terrific defenders other than Badier who couldn't handle heat. Yeah. I, I do like I do like the potential of both teams trying to guard LeBron because again Jimmy and, and Steve are, are smart good defenders and the same thing with Mash and Shane and Mash has the the girth I think to stay with yeah. LeBron uh, as opposed to the other three that I just mentioned uh, though Shane clearly loved those kind of matchups right like he mm-hmm. he loved trying to guard LeBron when LeBron was younger and loved guarding Kobe. But, then, but this is heat. This is heat. Board, yeah, this is heat chain is and heat. Beast. Yeah, and, Shane, and heat chain was not yeah. rocket chain. Yeah. yeah. No, okay, so, I know. I know. But, but how? I mean, who's gonna? Who's guarding Bosh? Who's guarding Bosh? Outside of well, I guess Bam and Lamar. Um, 
I would have some trouble guarding. Well, no, because if you start with Zoe, Bosch, Jimmy, Shane, and Jay Will, I would put okay Dragic on Jay Will, um, which is a wash. Eddie probably on Jimmy, Rice on Steve Smith, and then I guess I would have to put uh, LeBron on on Bosch. I don't see on another Chris. option, yeah. right? Yeah. Because I, I Bam Bam would guard Zoe. I mean, I think again, but this is where I come down to. Uh, I don't want to do the Shane, the Shaq Zoe thing again. But Here's what my, I would do. But Ethan, my biggest, my biggest concern with Bam Ethan, is guarding Shaq and Ethan. Post. Ethan, this is what I would do. Yep. If you're playing Alf's team, I would start PJ alongside Bam. And that would be the way and, to go. I would and, and pull PJ, pull Dragic or pull Eddie out of the starting lineup. Or Dragic, right? Or Eddie, one or the other, and Eddie. then and insert PJ to guard either. Bosch or Zoe yes. with Sam. Yes. yes. Yeah. P- PJ could, PJ always guarded up. Always. Um, mm-hmm. Even though he wasn't that physically, and he wasn't, uh, he, he wasn't that like thick. He, he guarded up all the time. But and it, so, it goes, it goes back to my point that you have the most options. Mm-hmm. And I think again, in other situations, again, I think I can go with, with Antoine at the four um, and, and move LeBron down to the point and and go big. I mean, not big in terms of my center, but throw out a lineup of Bam, Walker, Rice, Eddie, and LeBron. Which I mean, <laughs> with every everybody in that lineup uh, can pass, okay, and is a skilled offensive player. So I just think I have a lot of options. All right, after the break, we've eliminated Alf. Is that right? We're gonna have our yeah. Finals. Alf got swept. All right, Alf. Alf swept. <laughs> oh my god. Alf got swept out. <laughs> can I can I get off the call then? No, you're gonna you're gonna help us decide that. You have to sit there and watch. Like you, this George, is like, George, this is you're, like, you're you're like this is what's happening. You're we're you're gonna have to be like uh, like the players when Pat Riley was clapping off the limb off the floor and they still had to watch the rest of that Chicago game. Right. You're you're going to watch the rest of this take uh, take place here. Uh, (laughs) Another of our great sponsors. uh, It's another podcast. It's a little bit different from this one. It's called Lessons Via Leaders, which is a weekly podcast show where they interview a new entrepreneur, founder, or thought leader each week. Many of the guests are local leaders here in South Florida that have built huge, huge businesses and fostered large communities and movements. Each show features a new guest that shares with the audience valuable lessons and learnings that they've amassed over their careers. You can find the Lessons Via Leaders podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else that you find this podcast. And they also have a video version of each episode on YouTube. So check out the Lessons Via Leaders podcast. It's good enough that we would put it in this network. Might be better than this particular podcast. All right, let's get to the end of this. We've got a championship series here. Yeah, let's hurry up because I'm starving. Let's go. Yeah, we, we've got we've got a seven we've got a seven game series. We've got Spoh's been eliminated, okay, because he was given a bad roster by his GM. So we've got Riley. That's happened a few times actually in history. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> we we've got Riley coaching Alex's team. Hassan and Dion have already been suspended. Uh, they're they're already gone. Uh, we've got yeah, Stan. Yeah, they, they, they didn't pass. Dion didn't pass the conditioning test. <laughs> That's right. We've got Stan coaching my team. Uh, I like into, Stan. Into the I didn't mention that part of it. I like Stan coaching your team. I heard you say about him and LeBron, but he is as creative a uh, a coach, uh, you know, offensively particularly, and he, we know how good he is on defense. I think that LeBron would be okay with him as long as. Stan toned it down just a little bit. 
How um, much? Because how much though? That's my a question. Little bit, a little bit because I look, I have a lot of respect for Vogel after this year. Like he got LeBron to buy in, which as we all know, is not easy. Um, and I think that Stan, I think Stan's a better coach than Vogel, like because of the offensive side of it. Um, and because of that, I think that if, as long as Stan got buy-in from LeBron, I think that Stan would be great with LeBron. I actually think my locker room is going to be much more harmonious than Alex's locker room. Cause I think these guys on this team would file in behind LeBron. I do have a couple of concerns that I'll raise about my own team from a chemistry perspective. I don't think they're, I think, I think LeBron would love Bam, love Bam. Yeah. GP I, would hate his minutes. Let's face it. He's well, not, GP, he's not, GP he would think he was better. Goran. He would think yeah. he would, he was better than Goron. Sure. Um, I, I think, I think LeBron would love Goron. I think yeah. LeBron would love playing with rice. I think Eddie would drive LeBron crazy. Um, he loves Posey. We know that. That's I said that on a previous pod. Like I, I yeah. feel like Posey would get those minutes, and I also think De- uh, LeBron would love Marley. Love yeah. Marley. Mm-hmm. Um, He'd probably not be so cool on Twan, but LeBron always has the one person on the roster that needs to be the J.R. Smith type, and Twan fits that. Twan, Twan is that, and then he loves playing with Birdman. Um, right. So I, I think I think the only guys we'd have minutes problems with would be Gary would be upset with his minutes mm-hmm. and, and maybe Twan would be upset a little bit with roll. Right. Uh, PJ would fill in where he filled in. And I don't, I'm not worried about foul trouble problems because I, I do think Birdman can play pretty significant minutes and can battle. He would battle Zoe yeah. and Shaq during his minutes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's it. Um, I look at Alex, Alex, I, again, how it, Pat's just going to wave his magic wand, right? Like that's, that's going to make, okay. <laughs> No, it's not a magic wand, man, but it's like uh, out of all those three coaches, I absolutely wanted Riley to be the guy there. I think, like we said before, he's coached so many of these guys, and I think Dion and Hassan are obviously like, yes, we're laughing at jokes. They were really good in their prime, and I'm not worried about them acting up behind. I mean, really good? Let's slow down with really good on Dion. No, really good as far as, you know, the guys on the list, right? Like, you want to talk about Dion and Gary Payton? Who who was better? How is Anthony Mason not on one of these rosters? He made an All Star team. Um, I picked him by accident. Well, Mace, okay, Mace almost made our final thirty. Um, he was put in our round of four to get the four thirties. But our our audience is so young on Twitter that Jay Rich won that in a landslide. So he beat out. Um, oh Mason. man, I've given the audience so many props today on this. Uh, uh, he, well, he, he, that's not a good one. He beat he beat out uh, Jay Rich. Beat out him, Bruce Bowen, and Sherm, and Sherman Douglas. And then well, we did okay we did the other two, but we did have wild card picks, and when we went to the wild card picks. None of us picked him. The the picks were. Uh, I picked Posey, who I just thought was Alex, a better you, fit for you my team. Grant Long or Dion as your wild card pick? Wild card, uh, I mean, uh, Dion. Dion. Yeah, I would have gone with Mace there for sure. Is that there was so many bigs on the? You could have put Mace on LeBron. You could have, but here was the question with Mace that we talked about. You, you know how Mace got uh, maybe and Bosch too. You could put him you, on Bosch. You could put him on a lot of people. He's a physical player and he was a skilled player. But the the problem with Mace was if Mace wasn't happy with his role. That was another issue, and we saw that happen in his all-star season where he basically checked out when Zoe came back. So I'm wondering on that team, as much versatility as you have with Mashburn and Lamar, if Mason wasn't getting minutes, how that would look, and then you're adding another guy in the locker room I mean, who's combustible. That, yeah, that Alf, why didn't you – I mean, the problem was you took too many power forwards to begin with. Had you not taken 37 power forwards, you probably should have taken Mace. He took Duncan. There's, there's so know, many bigs saying, on the list, though. Had he, That's- had he just – 
had Alf just taken some more wings instead of 37 power forwards and frontline players, he probably would have – Mace was such a versatile frontline player that that would have been a better fit for him. My two first reserve picks were Ray Allen and Mario Chalmers. At that point, the 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 wings that were left <laughs> were not the – it wasn't the greatest um, – it wasn't like a smorgasbord of, like, the greatest Ooh, wings that's on That's an excellent usage of smorgasbord. <laughs> okay, so, like, Shane Batty was gone, Dan Marley was gone, Karan Butler was gone. By the time mm-hmm. I, I – after I picked Ray Allen, it came around and I got Rio. So, my next pick was Udonis Haslam because I needed a backup – I needed a backup big. And peak right. Udonis Haslam with the heat is the shit. So when it came to the when it came to uh, the wild card, that's why I picked Duncan Robinson for shooting. Right. Okay. Like yeah, me picking Anthony Mason at that point. So, so basically, but who did, did you choose where you could pick? Like who got the first pick? As to he where chose pick? to pick third. He chose Ooh, to pick third. Yeah. Well, no, Alex first chose to pick second. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? That's really dumb. I don't know how you ended up with such a good roster. <laughs> I chose to pick third because I, I wanted to Bosch Zoe front court. Well, he picked right. second because he thought he wanted Dwayne and thought he was going to drop to him. And so why pick him first? And you move. I, I understood that. All right. So let's get to the, the final two teams here. And Alf, right, I'm going to let go you ahead, weigh in. Yeah. I'm going I'm to let you weigh in on this. All right. Go. So we've got a seven game series. We've given the starting lineups. We've given the closing lineups. George is going to make the final decision. But Alf, looking at these two teams in a seven game series, which of the two teams would you take, mine or Alex's? Um, if we were after the starters, uh, I was going to say, I would have said Alex, but then when we go into the depth and then when you, when you start looking at what, uh, what you can do as far as a closing lineup, I'm going to have to go with Ethan. Your, uh, Alex's starting lineup is the best starting lineup, but when it comes to complete depth of the entire, of an entire team, uh, you have the depth. And, um, like I, I think, I think, uh, Alex made some missteps in the reserves. How is this death going to burn me is my question. Because, like, Gary Payton, I'm absolutely not worried about You have so many guys on your bench that you can't count on. Like, outside of, like, Shane Battier, you're wow. counting on, like, rookie Karan Butler. Like, <laughs> like I said, the rookie- you're counting on Deion Waiters, uh, Hassan Whiteside. I mean, Grant Long is a good player. But, like, I mean, Grant Long is, like, the Grant less Long realized version of Udonis Haslam. Like He's my 11th man. He's not going to be in the rotation unless Hassan acts up. But I think my thing is these guys are going to be playing – 18 or less minutes for the most part under, you know, other than like Lamar. Yeah, but come on. We, but we know, I mean, we know that benches, we know benches matter. Like, let's not, first of all, also, I don't like, that's what I want. That's the question I want answered. Who's going to burn me from Ethan's bench? That's what I want to know. I don't think it's a question of burning. I think it's not burning. It's just being sustained for 48 minutes. They're they're functional facilitators. The, The thing about Marley, Marley was the best ball mover that I think the Heat have ever had at the wing. Would you agree with that, George? Like with Dan, like I mean, he just knew how to play. Like every, the the ball popped. Like you could plug him into any situation. Like I'm, he and Posey to me are like they don't. They're low maintenance. Tough yes, yes, players. I agree. And to Alf's point, I think that um, I I just think you have better versatility and better like like better fit. Right. Like, and I think that that to me is the edge and we're talking about in, you know, Alex, the problem is, is that if we're projecting a seven game series or whatever against these teams, like the benches, Alf's right. The benches are going to matter at some point over the course of a seven. game. My series. thing is, I don't think his bench is going to be able to actually sufficiently outplay my bench. Like, I don't think like, let's say the two yeah. together, even if there weren't, wasn't staggering, I don't. Yes. Think- because they fit better. Here's what, when, when I look at, when I look at Ethan's bench, 
And I think about a seven coming from. And I I look about a seven game uh, a seven a seven game series. You have Gary Payne, James Posey, Dan Marley, Antoine Walker, Antoine Walker. You have so many guys that could come up with big games. You have guys between with Antoine and Posey and Marley that could give you the same things on a game by game basis at times that Mash and Odom can give you. Like those guys were really really good in big games. So yep. that that's why when I look at Ethan, Ethan has a bench that could just come in and just take over for for a six minute stretch. I just you don't, don't have that bench. I don't see that at all. I think that's completely unfair because I don't think the ball handling is there. Ethan's only ball handlers are like LeBron and Goron. Everybody else, no, is like, dude, Gary Payton. What are we talking? You about? have Gary Payton and and Antoine. And you, you and can Harvey run can, some through. You can run some offense through Antoine. You yeah, can run. They ran offense through. And 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 we're forgetting. We're forgetting. We haven't talked about him much at all. You can run offense through Bam. I mean, right. yeah, he yeah, just did sure. it for fifty games. So That's like, true, we we, we haven't talked a lot about Bam, but like, I just think in a, in a. I, 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 to me, LeBron and Bam together, man. Like, I mean, he hasn't played with a big like that. Like, yeah. that's I mean, oh, it's gonna be great. All right. So, are we See, deciding or what? I, you just you decide. Alf gave okay, you a recommendation. Okay. Yes. I think I think a good series. Like I said, I think Shaq may be the most. Him and LeBron are the two dominant, most dominant players potentially. Him, and, them, and Wade. The fact that two of them are on uh, the same team with Alex gives me the reason to believe it's a seven-game series. I just like the way your team fits better, Ethan. I, I just think it flows better. I think the chemistry is better. I think that guys have roles that are more defined, potentially. Um, I, I just think Ethan in a very nip-and-tuck seven-game series. Stan Van Gundy, NBA champion, baby. Finally! <laughs> it should have happened for him. All right. Thanks to everybody for joining us. Thanks to George and Al for making the right decision here. Thanks to Al for leaving us the important players. We appreciate it. And by that. the way, look at that. Alf and I agreed finally at the end. <laughs> I'd rather be Ethan's team. That's what you should both say. All right, Alex. Honestly, can I change my pick to Alex's team? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is a very representative job by Alex considering his youth. I think I, he put Dude, together, I think Alex killed it, right? He, he was he, like, I heard him say that the first team he actually watched was the team that won the first championship. Like, right. he did no, an incredible he job. did a great job. But that recency bias with Assad and Dion, it's just, you know. Yeah, get out of here with that. <laughs> That's where you lost game. 18 minutes a game? Oh, They're probably suspended. Right They're going to be Enough. suspended. All right, anyway, go, thanks, go, guys. Go get under the blanket. All right, we appreciate it. Uh, thanks, George, for doing this. I can't wait until Leif comes on. Can Leif judge these teams? I think Leif is going to be all on my side. Uh, we're going to see. Who, we're going to see who Leif picks. Oh, uh, Eric Reed may judge the teams, too. He's supposed to come on with us next week. Oh, so, love uh, it. We'll, we'll see what happens. Thanks. I'm Thanks. on the same episode. I need like I need like heat super homers that are going to pick Zoe over Shaq. That's what I need. <laughs> right. Sadato <laughs> is way too uh, too objective. He's, yeah, exactly. You've been in LA too long. To LA. LA. I was on the team where they won the championship. For exactly. Sake. I was there. Exactly. I don't. I don't like it. I need. A, I need a, just a biased heat homer who's going to be like, oh my god, I remember oh, Steve Smith in '92. Someone, someone who's going to remember those teams falling short in the playoffs. Those. Yeah, I, I need back. a guy who's going to remember Steve Smith in '92. Is what I need. Like I that's remember what, Steve Smith vividly. Yeah, but you you got you're watching. Eh, it's, it's different now. It's different. We'll bring Fiorentino on. All right, enough. All Fiorentino. It's going to be all over my team. Continue this. Yeah, baby. Off the air. (laughs) Good night. All right, bye. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.